Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What is up, guys? Welcome back to the podcast. Welcome back to Unwinding. How are we doing? I hope you guys are having a beautiful, fabulous, great week. I'm out of adjectives, okay? So let's talk about this episode. I do want to update you guys a little bit, but fuck me. One moment, please. Okay, I'm so sorry. We were interrupted. Does anybody else get like 50 fucking spam calls a day? Like, I don't understand what I have to do to stop these calls from coming in if you if you have some advice for me i will honestly i would really appreciate it okay thank you so much so i have some updates for you but i want to keep this intro short i want us to get into this episode i'm so excited about it if i'm talking kind of funny it's because my upper lip is still swollen i got lip fillers when i was in costa rica and um yeah my upper lip is still like settling in she's like still taking her sweet ass fucking time unswelling and so believe it or not it's a little bit hard to talk so forgive me let's talk about this episode we have case kenny on today which i am fucking pumped about okay if you guys don't follow him on instagram you probably already do but if you don't go follow him because i love his posts that's how i first um found him I think I heard him first on Girls Gotta Eat and I was like, okay, gotta follow. It was such a good episode. Definitely listen to that one if you haven't already. Um, I love Girls Gotta Eat so much. Queens. And so I found him after that, I believe, and his posts are everything. Okay, he goes around Chicago and like writes on random shit and just like has the most important messages that sometimes you don't want to hear but like you need to hear. And he just keeps it so real and i really 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 love his intention behind all of his messages so i was so excited to have him on the podcast he's also an author he has a podcast himself called new mindset who this and it's amazing it's like 20 minute episodes which i love and he's just like a really cool dude we had a really good conversation We talked about, obviously, dating, being single, being in a relationship, dating rules, just like everything. It was so fun, and I loved having a guy on the podcast. Like, this was so fun. So, I know you guys are going to love this one. I'm going to keep the intro short. We're going to get into it with Case, and yeah, make sure you tag us if you listen, and what else what else what other homework assignments do i have for you no that's it honestly just like let me know what you think tag me and if you have a second to rate the podcast i would really 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 appreciate it thank you so much i hate to ask but like just you know five stars if you're not gonna leave me five stars then like don't worry i don't don't need your review okay i'm just kidding you can be honest but like be nice you know um what else i think that's it so let's get into this episode with case and i can't wait to hear you guys think okay we're gonna do like jump right into it so i want to hear like your e-true hollywood story like what made you want to start talking about mindset dating like what i don't know did something happen in your life or what made you feel called to share 
Yeah, I mean, so I wish I had like a cooler, more like dramatic story. Um, I mean, I, I I do have a story. Like, I started the podcast specifically um, after I got out of like a three year long relationship um, that ended abruptly, and I hopped out of that. And I was like, "Who is Case? What do I represent like, as a man, as a individual?" Um, I was very into the relationship identity wise. I was very into my job identity wise, and I popped out. And I was like, "Who?" Who is who is a guy? Who who is Case Kenny? And I was like, what's a what's a way that I can challenge myself? And I've been writing online for a long time. I was like, it's pretty easy to hide behind words um, online. I think the next step would be something a little bit more vulnerable, like podcasting. Um, so I did. I just started podcasting, and it blew up right away. Um, grateful for that. I mean, I I had like a somewhat decent following at that point, but from there, um, I'm just all things mindfulness 300 some episodes later like three years later i love it um okay so i have i have a few questions for you and then i want to get into some like dating rules that i've been hearing and just like seeing around and get your take on them but my first question is why are people why do you think people struggle so much to be alone like why do people struggle so much to be single i don't want to say specifically women but like i do think women have a harder time being single just because of like societal norms i think um so i would love to hear like your road through this and just like why do you think we struggle so much yeah well i think it's two things i think it's one human nature no one being lonely doesn't feel particularly great um i do think there's a difference between being alone and being lonely and sometimes we don't know the difference and we assume that being alone means we're a lonely person and that's not true i'm happy to talk about that but i think that's one it's human nature no one wants to be alone it doesn't feel great uh, it feels lonely. And then I think the second, of course, is the, the answer you'd expect, which is comparison syndrome. When you're seeing everyone else allegedly having the time of their life in a great relationship with a partner, dating, whatever it may be, we tend to then look inward and, and blame ourselves that because we're alone, we're single, that there must be something wrong with us. We start to play the blame game. We start to look at failed relationships as evidence that there is a, there's a fault um, and it's on our shoulders, things like that. Um, I think that's it. I also, I also like think as humans, we have an aversion to thinking long-term. We think very short-term. Uh, and I think it's the funniest thing that like, I always, like, I joke that like, you know, we, we become our parents, um, which is a weird thought. And I'm not like saying I've become my parents, but I found myself saying things that my parents used to say when I was like in my early 20s. And I used to laugh at them and be like, yeah, whatever. And, like now I find myself saying it. I'm 33. Like what? Give me an like, example. Just like, like the classic, like you have more time than you think. Like if yeah. I would get riled up over something when I was 22, my parents would, I would like, my parents would be cool and calm and I would be freaking out. And they're like, it does not matter. Like it really does not matter. Like you might think it matters. You might think this is the end all be all. But like I look back now and like who I was when I was 23, 25, 27, like every two years I would say I like became a upgraded new version of myself so for us to get really bent out of shape about things in our early 20s mid 20s late 20s whatever it may be um i think is valid of course you know any emotion you have of course is valid and you know i would never dismiss someone's pain or frustration or anything like that but you got a lot more time than you think and i know it's different for men and women of course like i i, I understand that but Sometimes I think we need to take a zoomed out view and realize that of all the things that you might regret in your life, if you zoom out, 
being single is not one of them. Like, I guarantee you that. I guarantee you being single is not one of them. There's a lot of things that you might regret related to relationships, being in the wrong relationship, staying in a toxic relationship, putting up with things that are beneath you. But when you're 50, 60, happily married, kids, grandkids, whatever it is, or just in a different phase of your life, you're not going to look back and be like, man, I regret being single in my 20s. I just don't think it's possible. Totally. And I think also, like, I think our 20s are such a mismarketed era. Like, when I was, I'm 28. And when I was, I don't know, 19, 20, I thought that by 28, I would be married, I would have kids, I would be doing all these things, be investing, be so successful, be like having it all figured out, right? And it's like, I'm not saying none of those things have happened, but like nowhere close to that. And that's totally fine. That's totally, totally fine. And I think something that I actually was listening to your podcast episode today about feeling good enough. And I think this is kind of tied to what we're talking about right now. And I felt just very identified with that because I don't know. I feel like I have personally struggled so much with that, with dating. So it's like, I feel like often we feel we're not good enough to be in a relationship or to be like putting ourselves out there. And I think it's such bullshit, but it's so much easy. It's so much easier to say that once you've like realized that there's no such thing as good enough and you're the one that's like defining that. And so I would love if you could like elaborate on why the whole good enough concept is actually bullshit and what we should think about instead. Yeah, it's such a tough topic. Like, I know. I even, I, so I did release Thanks for Listening to that episode just this morning. And like, even that, it's like, who am I to get on the mic and tell all my listeners and followers that you're good enough and be like, that's that? You just need to, hey, you just need to tell yourself you're good enough, problem solved. Like, that's not helpful. And like, I really try to stray away from that kind of advice. So, like, I, I try to approach things really logically and like break down. I don't know, the barrier to us coming to that realization ourselves. And like what I've realized is we've just got everything flip-flopped. Like, and and it's cliche, but it's true. Many cliches are true. I'm not afraid to speak in cliches. Um, I used to be. I used to be like, I'm not going to say that because it's a cliche. But like the reality is like we look to other people. We look to accolades, compliments, promotions, whatever it may be, as proof that we're enough. And then we tell ourselves we're enough. So like the examples I gave in the podcast are like, when your job promotes you, you're like, wow, maybe I am talented because I did get that promotion. When you finally get in a relationship, you're like, wow, maybe I really do deserve long lasting love because you finally have that partner, um, so on and so forth, right? Like we look for proof that we're enough from other people, where in the reality is like them, them, you know, you getting that promotion in their eyes, you getting that relationship with them, like that, that is their opinion of your enoughness. And like, I think if we just reverse everything and we start with saying like, I am talented, I do deserve a promotion. I am, I bring a lot to the table. I do, you know, am worthy of love. Like it doesn't really change things um, in the grand scheme of things, but it changes how you, how you act. And like, I'm really big on like, kind of like firing yourself up a little bit. And I think when you approach it in that order first, then you're in kind of like a prove it mentality. You prove it to yourself mentality. And there's a big difference between proving something yourself versus waiting for someone else's approval. It's just like an active versus passive thing. And it's like a subtle thing. But like, I think when you have a little bit of, you know, ego, a little bit of swag to you, because you're telling yourself that you're um, enough, or you got to replace that adjective with something else, talented, lovable, whatever it may be, then you go out and you prove it. 
and you're you're the one doing it as opposed to waiting for someone else to offer you the proof of that. Um, and it's tough because, like I said, you're always comparing yourself. Um, it's very easy to get you know to get down on yourself when other people don't realize that you're enough by your definition. So it's a, it's a it's a tough subject, but I think it really does start by realizing that as humans we default to waiting for proof from other people first, as opposed to saying it, believing it, and then proving it with a little bit of a little bit of swag. Agreed. And I think I'm so big on words. Like I think that for so many years of my life, I was not like I, I'm not a mean person by any means, but I was so mean to myself. Like I was, I literally bullied myself for years because like you said, it was a lot of things. It was diet culture. It was comparison. It was not consuming the right things online and basing my worth off of what I was seeing online. Right. And so I kind of like paused my life for a few years in my 20s and was like, until I look like this, then I'm going to start dating. Until I have this, then I'm going to feel great. Until I do this, then, you know, and it's like, it doesn't work like that. It really doesn't work like that. It took me a very long time to realize that. And unfortunately, missing out on a a lot of my mid-20s, I did have fun. I did, you know, I'm not saying it was miserable, but I'm saying like my mentality was so fucking different than it is now. And I think that I think the words that we say and the words that we say about ourselves and to ourselves, I think pe- I think it's underrated. And I, I talk about that all the time. And I always say, I always say like, listen, I, I feel like I'm a walking cliche at this point, but it's like you said, as you get older or maybe go through some shit, you realize that all these things are actually so true. So what, what dating advice would you give yourself even just like a year ago? Oh man. Um, well, I think, you know, <laughs> beyond oh man so much i mean beyond the patience aspect i think that's a major one um patience of like finding someone just having patience yeah because when you put pressure on yourself you're you're very willing to overlook red flags i mean that's the biggest thing yes yeah what what causes someone to overlook a red flag desperation impatience pressure comparison um any any which thing um, so I, I think, honestly, I think that's a big part of it. Like you've got to take the pressure off yourself because when you have that pressure, when you have that impatience, when you're doing that comparison thing, like you miss out on probably the biggest thing of all, which is like all red flags combined, which is a lot of the times when you want something so bad and you have your blinders on, you miss the fact that, you know, you're trying to convince someone to choose you. Um, I talk a lot about that on the podcast, this idea of, you know, um, choosing and being chosen and, you know, the idea that you should choose and they should choose you and there should be no convincing required. Um, you miss out on that fact when you have pressure on your shoulders, when you just finally want to find someone. Um, that's that. Or sometimes, sorry to interrupt you. Sometimes I find that we get really excited very quickly. Like that's happened to me before. Like, again, I'm not generalizing women, but I'm saying like, we tend to get really excited fast when we like someone, when we see the first glimpse of something fun and exciting or like potential and I think that when you get too excited too quickly, then it, what happens is you put somebody on a pedestal that didn't even like want to be there, didn't even ask to be there. And then you're overlooking everything that's actually happening and just looking at the things that made you put them on that pedestal to begin with. You know what I'm saying? So I think like excitement, I've definitely learned that to, to, to like remind myself, like no matter how excited you are, calm down, like assess what's happening right now and not just what made you excited in the first place. Yeah. You know, that's big. That's big. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I hear that a lot. I mean, 
Uh, it's like the meme where it's like the girl's like, I met someone, and then two days later, it's like, never mind. Never mind. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think that's big. I mean, I think in my mind, it's like, that's fine. It's great to get excited. If you're, if you're cold, yeah. all, and co- cold and closed off, like that's, that's not where you want to be. So that's I think not fun. I think it's yeah. great. So, but I think like the ultimate thing is like, as you get older, you realize what's important to you. And you can get excited because he's funny or she's funny or attractive or you had a great time or it was just a night where things were clicking. That's great. But like what is more important than that? Like what's the ultimate thing you should look for in a partner? I think it's how they make you feel on a deep level, right? And ultimately, you you don't know how someone really truly makes you feel after one night, after two nights, after three nights. I'm talking like five, six dates in. So like if that's your expectation, then it's, it's cool. It's like things are chill. It's like I'm waiting to get a better full zoomed out picture of this individual in our relationship to, be, to better understand if they make me feel the way that I want to feel. And I think if you if that's your expectation as opposed to buying into like the little sparks, because sparks are great. Sparks are important. But sparks fade obviously but i think that the ultimate thing you're looking for is how someone makes you feel um understood inspired whatever it may be like and you've got to decide what that feeling is for yourself right so you would say sorry i interrupted you so you said patience would be the one thing that you would tell yourself yeah yeah uh, yeah i've never, never really thought of like what's the like the best advice i would say that's I, no, I, not I the best but it. maybe just like in the recent months like what you know because you're so self-aware and i feel like you, I mean, I'm sure you think all the time, like that sounds so dumb, but like you're very intuitive and like you're thinking all the time. And so it's like, what in the last few months have, ha- have you realized about dating? You know? So if it's patience, yeah, I would say that. And then the other one, I, the other one I would say that I kind of joke about that sounds so obvious is that you should only date people you like, which people are like, well, yeah, duh. <laughs> but like, I think it's, it is crazy how often we forget uh, yeah. whether we like the person or not. Cause we're so focused Do on the like fact us? that they like us. Yeah. It's crazy. So that would be the most obvious yeah. one. It, it, it should be the most obvious one, but for a lot of us, I think even I've realized that too. It's like I was looking at dating so wrong and for the first time in my life, I'm finally having fun dating and it's literally because I'm not, I'm trying to let go of the concern of does he like me? What did he think about this? Did he like my outfit? Did he think I was too this or too that? What do I think? Like, do I like him? Did I fucking have a good time? Like it's, it's taking the pressure off of you and kind of twisting in it. And I think that also makes it more fun. And also just realizing that like so much of dating, I think is so, it's just about compatibility too. And I think we, we, I don't know. I took so many things personally when like, yeah, maybe it was personal, but at the end of the day, it's like, that just wasn't your person. And then that's fine. It's better to know now, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's the key. Like, I think if you don't take things so personally, then the pressure's off. That's hard, that's hard. It's it's very difficult. But I I think people sometimes underestimate the inherent challenge of dating. Like, dating is this crazy thing, and we expect it to be so easy. Like, dating is a thing where you have two unique individual people, each of whom have their own unique pasts, and each of whom have their own unique present values, and each of whom have their own unique visions of the future. And to expect, like, six elements to magically align is, is wildly misplaced. Um, not that I, I am very glass half full. I would, I would always expect that and hope to see it, but it's just not necessarily in, in the cards. Um, so I think, you know, understand that. And, like, when you, when you understand that, yeah, you still might take things personally, but realize that it is such a universal experience to go on six terrible dates in a row. It's a universal experience to get ghosted. I'm not saying it's right, and I'm not saying you deserve that, but, like, 
that's the reality of life. And that, that's like a little bit cynical and I'm really not a cynical person, but like sometimes like in my twenties and like early thirties dating, I would like almost not, I wouldn't say like expect those things to happen. Cause that's very glass half full. But like when it does happen, I'm like, well, there is, there is human nature for you. It's not me. It's them. It's a thing. It's, it's being human. And I think that kind of sometimes takes the edge off of us trying to blame ourselves. Cause that's the most immediate reaction we tend to have is just know that it's, it's not an easy thing and that's why it's worth waiting for. And that's why it's worth having patience for. Right. Because it's, I mean, I guess depending on what you want and what you're interested in and what you want for your life, like it's, if you're dating and you want a relationship, like it's only meant to work out with one person, right? Or like a few people. So it's like, if it's only meant to work out with one person, it's going to not work out with a lot of other people. And I think we forget that. And I think that something that happens with rejection, which I also wanted to talk to you about, is that we do take it personally. And I think we tie, we blame ourselves. Like, oh, I didn't look, I wasn't pretty enough or I wasn't, my job wasn't cool enough or this or that. And it's like, what would you say to somebody who's having trouble with that? Navigating rejection and blaming themselves and taking it super personally. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think the first thing is, you know, it's fine to feel that way. Certainly it's fine to like, no one's like, if you, if you smile in the face of rejection and you feel nothing, then we might have a larger issue. But I, I think, I think it like, <laughs> yeah. it comes back to like, okay, feel a little bit shitty for a second and then realize then it's over. Why would you want someone who rejected you? Who doesn't want like, you? I know. That's the I biggest know. thing. Like, and that, like, that's an okay feeling. Like that should be a little bit of an ego driven thing. It should be like, you're lost, dude. Like, you want to reject me? That's fine. Like I, I like the second someone rejects me, I flip a switch and I am, they're dead to me. Not in like a malicious way, but it's like, why would I care anymore? Because then if, if I continued to care, the next step would be me trying to convince them otherwise. And once you enter that territory, it's like, you're so remiss of your worth. It's like, mm -hmm. so it should be, it should be a quick, it should be quick. But it's tough. It, again, it's tough, especially like if you're dating and then they reject you. If you're dating and they break up with you, if you're dating and, you know, they ghost you. Like that's different than being rejected after one date. And I get that. But it's the same story. It's just one you're more invested in and one you're not. And one is more Band-Aid and one is, you know, uh, harder. <laughs> you talked about um, knowing your intention when dating and why that's so important. Can you elaborate a little bit on that? Yeah, I mean... I talk a lot about like law of attraction on the podcast and I'm not like um, the secret kind of guy who's like, oh, picture a bicycle and you'll get a bicycle. Uh, I don't believe in that. Uh, I think that's crazy. But I, I do believe that intention attracts intention because if you are intentional, it speaks through your words and your actions. And I think the challenge in dating is this idea of, uh, I called it relation shoppers. These are people who it's like the meme, they go to Target, no list, just vibes. Like they don't know what they want, but they're out there anyway. And um, I don't think there's necessarily a problem with people who date while they don't know fully what they want, because who knows what they truly want in a partner. The challenge occurs when people date when they don't know why they're dating. I think it's fine to date and be like, you know what? I have no idea what I'm looking for in a person. I'm just going to figure it out. I think that's great. I don't, I think what's not great is when people are dating and they don't know why they're dating. Like, why are you dating unless you know that you want to find a partner, you want to find a hookup buddy, you want whatever it is, like whatever it is, is fine as long as you know that that's your intention. Um, and I, I just think that's a big vibe. And I think, you know, the, you know, I think it's a very powerful thing for you as an individual to sit down and say, here is why I'm dating. 
I think that's big. I talk, I wrote a whole chapter on this in my book. It's like, why? I need to read it. It's yeah, it's a short chapter. It's, but it's like, it, I talk about this a lot and, and I'm like, why are you dating? And people are like, what do you mean? Why am I dating? You date because that's what you do. You're supposed to, it's biological. You're supposed to find someone. You're not supposed to be alone. You're supposed to, you know, leave a legacy and so on. I like, yeah, those are all reasons, but I think it's gotta be a little bit more personal than that. Right. It's gotta be a little bit more like selfish than that. And I just, it's a simple thing. It's super, super small and nuanced, but I think we need to take time to understand. Here's why I'm dating. And then you communicate that for sure. But also I, I really I think people do. People are scared to communicate that sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. And guys are, I think, very uh, scared of that fact too. Um, but I really do believe that once, once you've set that intention, it becomes easier to spot people who don't have that intention. And that's the whole, that's the whole idea of in, intention setting with why you're dating. I always like, I get DMs and mostly from women and they'll be like, Oh, I went on, you know, um, two great dates with this guy, but I, I just don't really know what he wants, like what his intention is. And I'm like, Oh, that's crazy. Um, have you, have you tried asking him? And they're like, Oh my gosh, no, I, that's going to make me seem like a stage five clinger. I'll be crazy. Like I would never do that. And I'm like, that's just not true. Like any date that I've gone on previously, I'd be like first date. I'd be like, so what's up? What's going on? What are you looking for? Like super casually. It's not like, yeah, I think it's the way that you say it and the way that you ask it. Everything is, I swear, like everything comes down to like your intention behind the way you speak too. Like you said, yeah, it's the words, but I don't know if it's a male versus female thing, but I, I don't know if women think it's like a Hey, we need to have a conversation. What are you looking for? Right. I'm like, it doesn't have to be that I serious. I order a gin and tonic and I'm like, so what's going on? Like, how was your day? What are you looking for? Like, it's, it can be yeah. super casual. <laughs> and of course, like yeah. the person could lie and that's the big challenge. But mm-hmm. if at least you're, if you're not asking, then you're setting yourself up to be confused. So you may as well ask right. and then try to decipher their intention through their words and behavior following that. But I mean, that's, that's the biggest thing you got to ask. <laughs> Totally. I mean, if you don't ask, the answer will always be no, or you just won't have an answer. Um, do you think that we collectively lately overcomplicate dating with like our rules and our games and all our bullshit that we do? hundred percent. hundred percent. I mean, why? Like, why, why do we do this and how do we stop? Well, I think we do it. Cause I, sorry, sorry. Because I feel like Sometimes I hate playing games, but I feel like sometimes if I don't play a game, it's going to play me in a way. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. Um, Well, I think for one, I think we do it because we borrow a lot of other people's truths for one. Like Mm -hmm. we're on Instagram. Mm -hmm. We're looking at, I mean, my content might make things complicated. Who knows? We're reading thought catalog. We're, We're doing this and we're doing that. And it's, you know, it's telling us, oh, here's the list of things you need in a partner. Here's a list of red flags. And we buy into it, and right, and some of it's very accurate, of course. But it something is only accurate in my mind if it's accurate in your world, if you've experienced it. Like some things, obviously, are are overtly, let's say, red flags. For instance, someone who lies, who cheats, like obviously those kinds of things. But I'm talking about like more nuanced things, like you know, people buy into it. It's like, well, if he doesn't post me as uh, his Women Crush Wednesday, then that means he doesn't care. And some some people literally are like they believe that kind of thing and it becomes their reality when it's simply not true. And I, I just think it's like a lot of the times, like we don't take the time to realize what is true to us and what is true to other people and what we've borrowed as our truths. Um, and that leads to complications where we overthink things because one person says a relationship, a healthy relationship looks like this and ours looks different and we start to overthink it. 
um, and so on and so forth. And then, I mean, a lot of it comes down to like rules that we create, like don't text after three days or he didn't text me after dinner, like, or, 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 or like we slept on the first date or we didn't or think things like that, I think are just craziness. And I forgot what we're talking about. (laughs) So no, it's perfect because I have a set of rules. I don't have a set of rules. I'm saying I have like compiled a set of like dating rules and things that I've just been seeing on other podcasts and other just things that have been around, you know, and I want to hear your take on them. First of all, I want to ask, do you have any dating rules whatsoever? Like anything that you're like, this is a deal breaker for me. Honestly, no. Too general, right? The question. Not not too general a question. Honestly, I just, I don't really. I I, I don't think there's any behavior unless it was like overtly peculiar that would okay, make me so you yeah. you said this already so you have a great date you have a great first date first date preface you have a great first date you guys end up sleeping together are you thinking of her differently because you slept together are you less likely to want to date her elaborate me personally no that, that I'm sure there's some guys who are like ah oh, she's you know the hoe for that I, yeah. I've never been in that mentality and I feel like I'm a very average guy it was like it takes two to tango like like I slept with her and she slept with me We're such both a double just, standard like, though it's so fucked up it's so I, annoying I, I, it, it's a hundred percent double standard absolutely um but I would never think otherwise um truthfully I'm not just saying that um but I get that some people some people do yeah but um that's kind of a kind of an irresponsible behavior on the part of the guy that it's like a test. Well, if she's willing to sleep with me, right, then, right, right. then we're not meant to be. I was like, dude, what, why are you playing this game? Like, yeah. you, you want to see how far you can get to the edge. And then if you go over, then you call it a day. Like it's, it's, it's <laughs> odd behavior from someone who wants to yeah. like prove a hypothesis. So I would say if someone dips on you after that, then like, they didn't like you to begin with. Yeah. yeah that's what yeah. I would have saved myself a lot of, um, I don't want to say heartache, but just like feeling anxious and nervous. If I understood that, like you could wait six months. This is what I personally think. And I'm not saying I sleep with guys on the first date. If I want to, I will. If I don't want to, I don't want to. But I, before I would think like, okay, I'm going to wait four days. I'm going to wait five days. I'm going to, you could wait fucking two years. And if that guy likes you, there's nothing that you could do wrong. And if he doesn't like you, you could wait a century and he'll still leave after you guys have sex. And I, that's just what I think. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, I have so many stories and observations and DMS from people that have shared with me both sides of the story. Yeah. Like, they, like I've seen quotes online about it too. Like, they, like it's, it's true. Like there are people who slept together on a first date and they're happily married. There are people who waited six yes. months and are happily married. Yes. Um, and then the flip side to those are also true. There's people who waited six months, got married and then got divorced. Like there is no unilateral right, right. way to do anything. And I think that's the biggest thing. Like my big, the, like my soundbite that I always say, like, it's like my general generic advice is that there's no right way to do anything in life, but there is a wrong way. And the wrong way is to think that there is a right way. Cause when you're constantly thinking that there's a right way, that's when you put yourself in a corner. That's when you start comparing, that's when you start overthinking. But if you just approach things from a perspective of wanting to figure out what's true to you, I think you open yourself up to learn quicker and act quicker right if you're if you're if you're always judging yourself based on some list of red flags or you know things that you shouldn't do i don't don't get it what if you first date great great first date you guys end up sleeping together but the sex is awful what are your thoughts 
I think I think that's fine. I mean, for I think a first date is the 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 poorest reflection. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, I don't want to say poor. It's it's a very poor reflection of, yeah. of potential. People are nervous. Maybe you're drinking, probably nervous. Like who knows? Like <laughs> yeah. You give it a second try. After two or three rounds of bad sex, maybe you can come back to that subject. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay. Um, same day dates. Thoughts. So there's this like rule going around social media yeah, from a very it? popular podcast. And it, she says women should never accept same day dates because you have to be busy and you have to appear busy. And oh I just want to hear your thoughts. <laughs> I hate it already. Who said that? Alex? Um, no, Lindsay from We Met at Acme. Oh, got it. Uh, I like her actually. I, I, I love her. her. Yeah. But there's uh, some, so there are some rules that I'm like, fuck, this is like a lot, you know, like a lot. Ugh, and know. it's okay because I love that she stands her ground and she says, listen, I'm traditional in some ways and you guys don't have to vibe with everything I say. This is what I've done and what's worked for me. Right. But it just, it makes you think for a second. Um, yeah. Uh, so I get that. I get that. I would never like shit on her advice if it's worked for her. Yeah. Uh, I am more of a fan of just being bluntly open, honest, and vulnerable. Like, okay. like if you're, you're lying about things, you're playing a game, you're inherently playing a game, right. not, malici not maliciously. It's not like, ah, you're lying. It's a yeah. little white lie to enhance your, your story. And I get that. But to me, it's just like, it's just setting, it just seems, uh, it's just, you're setting yourself up for something that is built on like misrepresentation, not in a big way. You're not saying you're a doctor when you work at Starbucks. Like, it's just like, I, to me, it just seems a little disingenuous to try to get what you want. Like if someone judges you <clears throat> to back to our conversation, if someone judges you yeah. for being immediately available, that's not your person. That's, that's yeah. on them. It's the same. It's the same thing. Um, but I mean, little things like that, I don't see a huge problem with like if you if you want to feel a little bit better about yourself feel a little bit more desired because then you know he's willing to like work around your schedule cool whatever whatever if you need a little leg up on a first date yeah or a second date it's just all this stuff it. just like i just wish it didn't exist like can you just but say exactly. yes if you want to say yes and say no if you want to say no like you know yeah i wish i agree with you completely but some people aren't that simple you know okay true or false if he likes you you'll know if not, you'll be confused. Uh, um, I, well, I, I think it depends because I think a lot of times <laughs> we create our own confusion because to okay. my point, we look for things that, you know, you think you require, you look for signs that you think are the signs of interest, but every guy is, let's say if we're talking male to women, yeah. female to male perspective, every guy is yeah. different. Like a guy could be really interested in like you, but he doesn't want to seem over eager because his last ex blasted him for being too eager. So he's, he's playing it slow. You never know what in his past, maybe he got rejected. Happened. Maybe he yeah. got hurt because he fell up to the first date. Maybe he got hurt for sending a, a, yo, I had a really great time tonight. I really enjoyed that. And that was thrown back in his face. You never know what they've gone through male or women. Sure. Um, so people, I would are, say, people are always projecting ultimately like yeah, what we've yeah. been through. Yeah. And I think a lot of times there's a little bit of an unfair expectation that men just need to be, you know, robotic in, in their expression of their, their interest, but it's the same reality, men, women, past, present, like, like they all, everyone's carrying something with them. So I, I would say it's a true statement. If, you know, after, I don't know, three, three dates or something like that, or three interactions, like, I think, the guy is going to have to do something to ensure to, you know, that he's showing his interest. 
but before that, I think, I think you're going to create your own confusion by expecting certain things. I just, I'm at a point right now where I wanted to ask you these rules because I think it's not funny, but I think it is funny. And I, I wish people didn't take this so seriously because I've, like I said, I've been having the most fun lately and it's because I don't care really. Like I, I don't want to play a game. I don't want to wait for you, wait five hours and then text you back. I just like, it, yeah. it just, I can't, I don't have time first of all. And second of all, like I've really realized that if something's going to work out for you, whether it's in business, in a relationship, in a friendship, in life, whatever, if something is going to work out for you, it's going to work out for you. Like, that's just what I think. So I could act this way. I could play this game. I could not be available. I could do this. I could do that. If it's meant to work, it's going to work. Okay. Um, last we're about to wrap up, but I asked my audience if they had any questions for you. A lot of my ladies want to know if you're single. <laughs> nice. That's always the question. Isn't it? <laughs> um, okay. Somebody asked, he's responding to all my IG store, IG stories, liking all my photos, but he's not really making a move. What do I make of this? Yeah. I mean, you could go, I mean, again, you can go two routes. You can go the route of, um, you know, he possible one possibility is that he just wants to keep you on a back burner for a time in the future where he does want to make a move and he's lonely on a Friday night and he's, he's warmed up the oven and you're there and ready to go. That's mm-hmm. one. Um, or two, he just has bad game. <laughs> That's another one. He doesn't know what he's doing. <laughs> yeah. Um, maybe he's waiting for you to show, uh, affection in return. Um, I'd say it's, it's probably one of those, probably the, the former, probably the first one. He's trying to just keep you on his roster by keeping, keeping things light and warm so he that tabs when, he, on you. when he's ready, he'll, yeah. he'll, you know, ask something. How to spot early signs of a narcissist. Ooh, yeah, that's tough. Um, I mean, I think it is all about reciprocity. I mean, that's a true a narcissist always wants it to be about them yeah. and they don't really have a true intention of returning that in a real way. I think narcissists are really good at faking that kind of thing. Um, but I think ultimately the, the, the question you should ask yourself is in regards to this person, if nothing were to change currently, like would I feel that that is enough? Um, and I think that could be a very telling question as far as the effort you're putting in and the effort you're receiving. Um, and sometimes it could, you could really understand that there's a large distance between the two. So I'd say start there. Otherwise that's a really tough subject. I just did an episode on it. And I specifically said, I wish I had a blueprint for spotting these behaviors. Right. Uh, it's so it's, it's, yeah, I know it's more it's, complicated. Yeah. yeah. But I would say, start there, start with that level of awareness of, you know, um, cause a lot of times what narcissists do is they hook you into the idea of potential. And mm. if you strip yourself back and be like in the present, if nothing were to change, is it good enough for me? Right. Um, maybe, maybe not. You know, I always try to think about, cause I did that, not narcissist, not data narcissist, but like, I always looked at potential, you know, because it's so easy to do that. And I think it's right. so important. What I always think about now is just patterns over potential. So what are the actual patterns that you're seeing instead of what could be right. Yeah. Um, that's great. Yeah a few questions about like sex and insecurity. So like how focused are guys on the insecurities that we might have in the bedroom? <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> well, just, you're laughing, but it's a real thing. Yeah, I, I totally, I, again, I would never invalidate the way someone's feels, but guys are just happy to be included. Like, right. <laughs> I, I genuinely, but mean is that. that really like, do you not, are you not looking at anything? Like that's not, I don't believe I mean, of, of course there, there are going to be guys who, you know, are going to like be like pinpoint different things. Of course. Yeah. If, yeah. If someone feels that way, 
They so what do you say, what do you say to somebody who is have like wants to, you know, be wild maybe, or have a great night, but like is dealing with insecurities and doesn't want to be judged. I mean, do, all right. You could do it, do whatever you need to do. Turn the lights down, like control yeah. the environment a little bit. Get sure. comfortable. Like, yeah. It's, it's, it's not, you know, it's, it'd be remiss for me to be like, just suck it up. Like just yeah. do it. Like that's not helpful <laughs> advice. Yeah. I mean, I am, but I am kind of that way. I am kind of like, really a, a little bit of like, not, not, I mean, not literally like try, ease into it, make yourself comfortable, like adjust the scenario, the environment, however you can, but past that, it's like at a certain point, if something makes you uncomfortable and you want to get to the other side of yeah, that you're just gonna have discomfort, to you've got to go right through it. Yeah. Um, and then, be, and not to be, not to be like, oh, I did it, but to prove to yourself that it was not what it's going to be. Okay. Right. Like we're all acting out of fear of rejection or negative feedback. And the reality is if someone, if a guy were to have the balls to say something or to act out of something like again it goes back to the rejection thing like they can literally fuck off like why would you literally shithead yeah. yeah so i mean it's it's twofold but yeah i get that i get i totally get that but guys i mean guys guys are a little simpler uh, i know i, I just that, but. you guys don't give a fuck about anything <laughs> i mean there, there's some there's some truth to that statement I'm just I'm like, happy to be involved you know no literally like i sometimes i wish i was a man because it just seems so much simpler you know <laughs> Yeah, you're not lying. <laughs> okay. Um, should we wait for a guy to put in more effort or be direct and communicate what we want exactly? I feel like we kind of talked about this. I mean, I think you should be direct for sure, but I think you got to read the room. Is it too right. early? Is he acting out of something that happened to him? Or is he just trying to get away with not doing anything? You've got to be the judge of that. Like I can't right. tell, I can't tell you what to do, but yeah. that comes down to from day one trying to have a, a clear line of communication, mm-hmm. figuring out what their intention is, being responsible with your feedback. And then ultimately, if you're not getting what you want, yeah, you shouldn't wait around. You should voice it. And then if it's, you know, some, but like, again, I've been in relationships before where the, like the woman would be like, Hey, so you're not giving me enough. I'm like, man, I, I didn't even realize that's what you needed. And like, that's totally legit. Cause like love guys, language. I was that's exactly it. I assume like my love languages are all over the board. Like I prefer one thing. What, what's yours? Like I, I like to receive words of affirmation, but I'm a mm-hmm. gift giver as far as how I show affection, but not, not a lot, not all women understand that a lot of yeah. most women, I would say uh, well, I don't know. words of affirmation are big for everyone, of course. And I'm not right. like, again, I'm not perfect. And sometimes it's tough for me to do the words of affirmation to give. And I would rather just revert to gifts here, take this. Um, and that's not what every woman needs, of course. Yeah. And I've learned that in the past. So again, that's not like malicious behavior. Some people would be like, oh, he's a fuck boy because he doesn't tell me that I'm the one for him and this stuff. And the reality is maybe, but the reality also could be assumptions. He's assuming one thing or two, he, um, you know, is, is learning from something in his past. So someone in his past threw back the words of affirmation in his face and that makes him self-conscious. Like we just got to understand both lines, but once you communicate it from there, then you should have an expectation that there's some kind of growth oriented to it. Have you read the four agreements? No, you should, you would love it. And one of the rules or the agreements that he talks about is assumptions and how dangerous it is that we assume the book is not about dating. It's an incredible book, just about life, honestly. And like mindset, I think you'd really like it. And, um, he talks about assumptions and how that is literally the most dangerous thing you can do is assume that, you know, what somebody wants, assume that, you know, what somebody needs. And I think love languages in friendships, family relationships, it's like the, I try to 
look at that and observe that and try to learn that of, of anybody who's in my life, because you, you, you could think that you're showing somebody love and affection and really like that gift could mean shit to them. But to you, it's like the biggest gesture that you could do. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I love that you said that. I mean, that's it. Like dating, anything comes down to balance. It's a balance mm -hmm. between standing up for who you are and what you want and acting quickly and not waiting around for people who are unsure about you. But it's also a balance of practicing awareness to the exact degree that you just described mm -hmm. that some people are trying and it, to them, it's the biggest thing in the world. And it's about understanding that and having a little bit of compassion and empathy towards other people. And I think if you find that balance, things are going to work out for you. They, right. they will. Yeah, yeah totally. Um, okay. Last question is how soon is it is too soon to talk about like mental health struggles and stuff like that? What's your take on that? I don't think it's ever too soon. Of course. I mean, I think it's very in vogue now. I mean, how many memes are there about going to therapy and, and things yeah. like that? And I, I love to see it. I think it's great. Um, not everyone is comfortable talking about like clinical therapists and, you know, medication or things like that. But I think mm -hmm. it's always, it's, it's becoming cooler. Like my whole life mission in life is to make mental health, mindfulness, self-awareness cool. Like yeah, I know that same. sounds cheesy, but no, like, same. I, that, yeah. I talk about that all the time. Yeah. And, and I, I think and if I, someone I think, it's almost, I think we're almost there. Like, I, I think people are like, yeah, hell yeah. Like there's all, all that, like a lot of what I do revolves around memes. Like I'll see a meme and then I'll create content around it. And like, now the memes are like, I don't want to know what you do for fun. I want to hear about your past traumas. Your, and your you childhood trauma. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about. It's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's cool. I love that. So I don't think it's yeah. ever too soon. I, I read the room, of course, you know, for don't sure. go date one talking about, you know, deep, dark de depression places, but like, yeah if that's, that's your reality, then yeah, you should, you shouldn't feel um, awkward or self-conscious about talking about it. Love it. Well, that's all I have for you. That's all my grilling that I have for you today. <laughs> that was cool. I like, Thank I you like so the section. Much. Yeah, of course. I like the section about the rules. I've never, that was really cool. There's so many yeah. on like, like I, I don't, I, to bring up Lindsay again, I love her, but she has like literally a story highlight of rules huh. for women. To check it out. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. So, yeah. you know, I love seeing everybody's perspective. I love hearing every, everybody's perspective and thank you so much for all your insight and all your advice. I think people are going to love this episode. So I really appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you for having me on. Appreciate thank it. you so much. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? 
Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.